0: This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com.
1: Welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Cavat. Taiwan is facing its latest outbreak of COVID-19, and experts say we are far from the peak. The government is now focusing on vaccinating children starting next week. On Wednesday, Taiwan reported nearly 9,000 new domestic cases, yet another record daily high. Officials have also canceled a contact tracing program that uses QR codes. As Eric Gao reports, officials are closely watching the numbers to decide whether to tighten restrictions.
2: Over the past two years, much of Taiwan's strategy to battle the spread of COVID-19 has focused on social distancing restrictions, contact tracing, and on vaccination for adults. But for the first time since the pandemic surfaced, the government is putting young children in their sights in their strategy to contain the latest outbreak. Starting next week, kids between the ages of 6 and 11 can get the Moderna jab at half the adult dose. But the initiative is meeting resistance from some parents. Doctors say there's no need for parents to be concerned and are trying to allay fears about rare side effects like myocarditis or heart inflammation. Officials are optimistic, though, that the majority of parents would choose to have their children vaccinated.
3: The
2: government believes increased vaccination coverage is one of the keys to Taiwan writing out its latest surge of COVID-19. In recent weeks, new cases have been rising into the quadruple digits. The northern cities of Taipei and New Taipei are especially hard-hit, and have not ruled out stricter measures to combat the spread. The authorities have warned that the current outbreak has yet to peak. President Tsai Ing-wen, though, offered reassurance during a visit to the Central Epidemic Command Center, saying that the government is taking steps to ensure life continues as normal. A delicate balancing act at a time when much of the public are eager to live a pre-pandemic life and yet are looking to the government to keep them safe in what's being seen as the country's biggest outbreak yet. Patrick Chen and Eric Gao for Taiwan+. Plus.
1: China's military has condemned the United States after one of its warships sailed through the Taiwan Strait, saying such missions deliberately harm peace and stability. The destroyer's transit comes as the U.S. prepares to give details about its China strategy. Ryan hoko reports.
0: Demonstrating Washington's commitment to a free and open Indo-Pacific. That's why the destroyer USS Sampson sailed through the Taiwan Strait yesterday according to a U.S. Navy statement. It comes two months after the last transit of the strait by an American warship and as the U.S. prepares to detail a new strategy toward China's growing influence in the region. Uh, first, with regard to the, uh, the strategy, uh, we very much agree with you. And um, I will have an opportunity, I think, very soon in the coming weeks uh, to speak uh, publicly uh, and in some detail about the, uh, about the strategy. U.S. Secretary of State lincoln was responding to a question raised at a foreign relations committee hearing about a new security pact signed between beijing and the solomon islands the solomon's prime minister has sought to reassure neighbors that the agreement will not mean a base for chinese warships in the south pacific but it has nonetheless prompted a rethink about u.s involvement in this strategically vital region with regard to the solomon islands yes we share the concern uh, about this agreement We sent a very high-level delegation to the Solomons just um, a uh, a few days ago. Uh, Our uh, lead China expert at the White House, uh, Kurt Campbell, along with the Assistant Secretary uh, for the region, Dan Crittenbrink, led a delegation to the Solomon Islands. I had previously announced uh, some months ago that we intend to uh, open an embassy there that we're moving forward on. We want to have uh, day-in, day-out presence there. The Biden administration has made the Asia-Pacific one of its top priorities and has vowed to commit more diplomatic and security resources to the region to counter China's rising influence. China has condemned the Samson's transit as provocative, but the U.S. Navy says it is a routine operation done in accordance with international laws. For Washington, it's also a signal reminding Beijing that, despite the turmoil in Europe, they remain committed to defending their position in the Indo-Pacific. Ryan Hill, Kilpatrick, for Taiwan Plus.
1: Taiwan's Kuang exercises, which simulate an attack by China, are taking in lessons from Russia's invasion of Ukraine. This year's war games will feature two parts, a tabletop simulation in May, followed by five days of live fire drills in July. The exercises will focus on attacking the enemy at sea, preserving combat forces and mobilizing the population. Looking at the war in Ukraine, Taiwan has taken note of the key role civil defense can play in resisting an invasion. Touch Taiwan. It's an exhibition featuring the country's latest tech developments. And this year, it's taking on the challenges of the pandemic. The three-day event showcases smart display technology like touch screens as well as advances in storing renewable energy. And as Jaime Okon discovers, visitors can even step into an airplane cockpit.
4: One of the things that's notable in this event is the focus on the pandemic and the development of future technologies that will help us live with the virus. And that's why this year, the event is themed The Future. Now, a major issue since the global outbreak has been the stress put on the aviation industry to deliver goods around the world. And let me take you to this big bubble machine here. It's a flight simulator, but it's not just any ordinary simulator. It's a Taiwan-specific landing and takeoff simulator, which means that you can pick an airport in Taiwan and start training. The developers will allow pilots in quarantine to train off-site. Flight crews have faced some of the most restrictive quarantine requirements. They are often stuck in a cycle of work and isolation and often face longer than average quarantine periods. This simulator here will make sure that pilots can keep training without having to leave the ground. Due to Taiwan's latest outbreak, there aren't the usual crowds that there have been in previous events. The organizers say that they were hoping for a bigger turnout. Now, the whole point of this exhibition is to display more efficient technologies that will help both people and companies alike. The organizers hope that this will resonate to a wider audience as many people try to overcome the challenges of the pandemic.
1: A Vancouver native has made Taiwan his home and is now bringing his passion for the country to your screens. Calling himself the happy fisherman, Leo Seawold will be traveling to some of the island's most beautiful fishing ports for Taiwan Plus. Our reporter, Bing Wang, has more on the man and his mission.
3: This is Leo Seawold. On land, he's the president of the American Chamber of Commerce in Taiwan. At sea, he's a happy fisherman. A man of many hats, Seawalt's been a lawyer, a business person, and now he's hosting a program about Taiwan's fishing ports. It will be talking to fishermen who have interesting stories and kind of preserving their
0: stories, and just teaching people about life from, in Taiwan from a perspective from the sea. Um, all the different types of fish we catch, uh, how they're caught,
3: uh, and just being a real introduction of Taiwan from the sea. The show will feature people from all aspects of the Taiwanese fishing industry, which goes back almost 400 years. The island is known for its distant water fleet, which is the second largest in the world, bringing in 1.5 billion US dollars worth of fish per year. Domestically, 185,000 tons of fish are brought in annually, amounting to some 500 million US dollars. But Seawall says the industry is struggling. It's changing. Uh, it's changing in, in,
0: in many different places. Uh, it's, it's, but it's also changing in Taiwan. Um, the younger people don't want that to do that uh, industry much. It is, it is such a tough life, right? I mean, we've been on some of these fishing boats. You're working 10, 12 hour shifts, uh, in, in, in very dangerous conditions. Uh, I think you see that everywhere in
3: the world. With fewer people willing to do manual labor under strenuous conditions, busy fishing markets like these may not be around much longer. But Sewell says he'll have accomplished his mission if he's able to give the industry a boost and entice people from all over the world to come to Taiwan and check out its harbors. as Aya and Bing Wang for Taiwan Plus.
1: The world's largest drone maker, a Chinese company called DJI, is freezing operations in both Russia and Ukraine. The company says it wants to make sure its drones are not used in the war in Ukraine. DJI is the first big Chinese firm to pull out of Russia due to the war. A DGI spokesperson said Wednesday that it's stopping sales to the two countries as a matter of principle. That's following reports which said both sides were using DGI products for military purposes. Ukraine has accused DGI of giving Russia access to its technology and data, something the company denies. Japan is launching an inflation relief package worth over 100 billion U.S. dollars. The war in Ukraine has driven up the cost of fuel and raw materials in the country. Prime Minister Fumio Kishida says rising prices must not hold up Japan's recovery from the COVID pandemic. The package is intended to keep fuel prices down and to help low-income households and small and medium-sized businesses. The move comes ahead of crucial elections in July. Thank you for watching Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. For more stories from Taiwan and around the world, please download the Taiwan Plus app. Stay safe and see you next time.
0: Thanks for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit TaiwanPlus.com.